Eric, my house has been on the market for almost three days and I don't have any offers. <gasps> That's, That's what, what we're talking, talking about, about today. today. Welcome to the Utah Real Estate Show podcast, the show where two agents and a lender teach real estate best practices by talking through mistakes we've seen and made. One point I want to bring up is the market's definitely shifting, right? It's definitely shifting. It's still a seller's market. Still. Mm-hmm. So watch, pay attention to what's going on. There's still going to be changes in interest rate. The feds are still planning on raising that. That's going to be a factor. Mm-hmm. Is this going to increase inventory? I think so. Is it going to flip and turn before the market crashes? It's going to turn into a buyer's market. And mm-hmm. like the power is going to shift and it goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Utah Real Estate Show. I am Tyler Kazare, Utah real estate agent. Jason Christiansen, mortgage lender. Eric West, Utah real estate agent. Today we're going to talk about what components make up a healthy seller's market. However, before we begin, we have some a listener question. So, Jason, will you will you give us our listener question? Yeah, they asked if we would do an episode on how to find a good lender. Well, we didn't think that was going to be a very long episode, so we'll just right here. It is right here. Just, Somebody who puts out info like this weekly for the last year and a half. That's how you do it. There you go. So what did we learn today? We learned that Jason's a good lender. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's get back to the seller's market then. Thank you for, for, you know, (laughs) thank you for your questions. We do answer them obviously in the podcast. So send us more. One of the reasons we wanted to do this video, or I get very frustrated about it because social media is ruining stuff because you get a bunch of people who put out videos and there's a lot of them out there and I've had clients call me and I'm glad they at least called and they're like, hey, the, the markets in, in Salt Lake and oh, and Boise, they're crashing right now. They're, they're crashing. all over YouTube and Facebook and, and this and that and I sit there and go, whoa, 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 stop. So we go back and we watch this or we looked at some of them and the one that gets me the worst is, well, Salt Lake, Utah area, the greater Utah area up north up here, um, we've had a huge amount of price reductions. That's a statistic that's a public knowledge that can be looked at, okay? Mm-hmm. It's on a bunch of those websites. Well, that doesn't indicate the market's crashing. What is a price correction? What are you talking about? Then? So I'm meeting with you to sell your house. You want to sell your house at 700,000. I want to sell your house at 650 because that's where the valuation I think it's at. You want it at 700 because the market's been super strong here and we might be able to get it because- well, and probably their neighbor sold for yeah, 690 and, and that was a month ago, so now it should be 700. And okay. no one understands what a comparable is. No. Yeah, and, and so, and let's say it's even a legit comparable and stuff's there and that's where it's at. Well, that was a month ago, mm-hmm. different mortgage rates. We list your house. It's not selling. And then now we need to attract more buyers. Well, also, you've got really greedy sellers because this is yes, kind true. of like what yeah. the market went through in 08. We're like, oh, the mortgage companies are so bad. The mortgage companies are so bad. The mortgage companies are so bad. But you have clients saying, get this done. Get this done. Sell my house for more. You didn't lend money to invisible people. You lent them to people who were wanting those mortgages. Right. So who the mortgage signed? people aren't 100% at fault. Yeah. Anyway, so, but I hear this all the time. Like, well, this other agent says they can sell for more. Like, why should I choose you? It's like, and, and, and an honest agent would be because the other agent's lying. And how yes. does that come across? Like, well, no, I think they're just a better agent. Like, it's, 
So it builds up multiple ways. Totally, because a good agent's gonna look at all the numbers and the, and the data that they're using to compile mm-hmm. this, the marketing plan for the house, for that client, and for their needs. Everyone is different. They have different time frames. They have different desires. They have different when they need to get out, when they have to be out. Are they building? Are they not? Do they already have a new home? Is yeah. it a 1031? Like all of these things. Well, price reductions come into play. That is basically, it narrows everything down to people don't like this home at this price. Hey, I don't like the way this house is painted at this price. I don't like this at this price. So you lower, Mm -hmm. if you have 30 showings and no offers, your price too high. Yeah, I mean, it just is. Interest, but but they're not offers. Yeah, and so like what Jason just said, you have greedy people who have said this or agents who just comply with their sellers and just say, oh yeah, we'll list it whatever you want just so they can get the deal. And then two weeks into it, they have to lower the price and lower the price and lower the price and lower the price. Well, every time they lower the price, that's a tick mark on a statistic that says, oh, we've had now 4,000 price lowers. The market's crashing. No, the house was priced incorrectly from the get-go. Yeah. yeah, or agents overshooting the market because mm-hmm. we were screaming up and and everything showed that we were gonna keep going. And now, so we were on a trajectory like this and now we're on a trajectory like this, but I mean, you take the two together and you, you've got a correction. Yep. So even if you knew exactly mm-hmm. what was going on and you priced your home at the last second mm-hmm. and then things tick down a little bit. Yeah. So, so what also, are some of those data points? Well, okay, I, was, I wanted to jump in because you guys know I'm a data guy. I, I love numbers. And people talk to me all the time about why I'm such a nerd, but that's okay. It's just it's, me and Eric, really. Yeah. <laughs> the scarf and glasses the only two and friends I have. pink shirt. Um, so one of the things that I look at is the listing value to the sale value, right? When you're looking at comps in the area, one of the things that you see is the price was originally 400,000, but it sold for 410,000, right? That's going to that's going to be a higher than 100% sell ratio, right? And you can set you can see a seller's market from a mile away just looking at those statistics. It's if if it's over 100, then it's it's a seller's market. Period. Like they're like so yeah, that's the only thing you need to know. But as recently as March, we were seeing 109% 108%, 110% in some places. I saw one place, a uh, sp- very specific neighborhood that was 112%. It was insane, right? Well, now we're starting to see 101%, 103%. That's 100. a decline. Yeah, that's a, that is a decline. But does this represent a correction in the market? I, I guess we can define Def- correction well, define a correction. lot of different ways. Correction and crash. That's what everybody's yeah. looking at a correction and they're saying the sky's falling. Yeah. That's what they're doing, and it's it's a correction in the market. Sensational yeah. news media. And the other thing is when when agents are drawing numbers um, about their when they're drawing comps for a house within a mile or whatever it is with these with these features or those features, they are looking at past solds. And when they look at those past solds, if they also incorporate that number, like the the ratio of sold price to listing mm-hmm. price, they're going to see that there's been a premium on these properties. That premium may be gone now. Right, maybe it's 101 percent instead of 109 percent, but they're still listing their comps as if it has the premium built in, and they they fail to realize that that premium is not necessarily still there, and so they're basing their comps off of premiums that that may not exist anymore. And so when you get agents out there and they they've gone through two weekends and they don't have any offers and they, they feel like the sky is falling because their seller is coming to them and saying, hey, why is my house sold? 
Why isn't it sold? Yeah. What are you doing? What the Johnsons do down the street sold their house in three days. Why is it taking you yeah. two weeks? With an unknown amount of seller concessions or right. anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it just kind of comes back to like you have to you have to read the data and you have to know how to read the data. Like Tyler was saying, there's there's all sorts of stuff that um, us agents have and there's ways to take a, a broad scope. Like when I go and look at a home for a listing, you can look at a, a large area and see what houses are selling for. Mm-hmm. They're not direct comparables for the house, but you're getting a large market data saying, okay, all of these homes are now selling they went from four days on market to two and a half weeks on market. That's the average. Do we know the average days on market right now or a month or two ago? Cause that's as close as we get. Yeah, well, I mean, it depends on the area as well, but it was fairly common to have a days on market of like seven to nine. It was, it was pretty recently. But like we go to two years ago, we go to, most of we history, go it's Back in October was like three days on market was the average. Right, but yeah. we get past the crazy. But yeah. yeah, but if you go back to a balanced market. A normal market. You you could see days on market in the it's, 20s or 30s. Yeah, well, when I bought my home 10 years ago, it was on the market for a year. Yeah. Wow. I would say that would, that would that's I mean, enough. that's a buyer's market. Yeah. That's now a buyer's market and that's where it's at. And that's and that's the big thing of where stuff's at. And then the first thing that everybody says is they're blaming interest rates. Interest rates do have a huge play into it, mm-hmm. but is that not the, it's not the only factor because you just have to now change your game plan and change your strategy on where you're doing and involving a lender in both, not everybody always thinks about involving a lender in just the buying process. Well, why are you not involving them on the selling process? Why are you not asking, hey, where are rates at right now? Mm-hmm. What's going on? There's some agents out there who never work with buyers. They say that they're only seller's agents. Well, you never understand what a buyer goes through, so how are you pricing <laughs> a home if you've never been on the buying side? Yeah. You're not talking to lenders. You don't know where stuff's at because they don't care. Talk to a lender, what just happened this week? In, in about a week span, rates went up 0.875%. That's huge. So if you were pricing a home a week and a half ago and you're looking at a pyramid and where you're trying to get out of the, the numbers and then all of a sudden this happens and you're not in communication, you just overprice the house. Or, not necessarily overprice, you, your buyer pool shrunk. Yeah, you're pricing to a market that isn't as large now. The competition yeah. isn't going to be as high. And you may not even have the, the one offer that's gonna come in, in that buyer pool any longer. Yeah, it might not mm. be. And so you have to be, you have to take those into account and explain these to your seller because they don't know, that's why they hired you, you're the professional. Yeah. And the biggest thing that we get is just like what you said, well, my neighbor down the street sold his house for 700, mine's built in the same year. Well, it's not a comparable though, yeah. Yeah. you know, you, th- okay, they no. had, Quartz countertops, and they redid their whole master bathroom, and they have a huge, nice deck, and they did this and this, They've and it's a, a split level, or it's a rambler. Yeah, it's a different type of house. Yeah, which can you use it as a comparable? Yeah, but it's not the same thing. It's a yeah. loose comparable at best, though. And the, so, one point I want to bring up is the market's definitely shifting, mm-hmm. right? It's definitely shifting. It's still yeah. a seller's market, still. Mm-hmm. So, watch, pay attention to what's going on. There's still going to be changes in interest rate. The feds are still planning on raising that. That's going to be a factor. Mm-hmm. Is this going to increase inventory? I think so. Is it going to flip and turn? Before the market crashes, it's going to turn into a buyer's market. And mm-hmm. like 
the power is going to shift and it goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Mm-hmm. Are we seeing a shift? Yes. How fast will it go? Don't know. How soon will it become a buyer's market? Don't know. Yeah. Will it Will it crash? We still need a lot more inventory. Well, that and that's why I hate the term that everybody keeps using. We're in a bubble. Our bubble's going to pop. Yeah. We're not in a bubble. We have a supply and demand issue that's still happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's still occurring. Rentals are still through the roof. People contract trying to find renters. That's like I had a guy tell me today. He's like, maybe I'll hold off. Maybe I'll rent. And I said, why? Like, why would you do that? What's the cost? As housing prices go up, housing prices go up. Yeah, so and that includes off, rents. Yeah, you hold off buying a house, you rent a house, house prices are still going up, mm-hmm. rent is going up, the mortgage payment's definitely going up. If if we see uh, correction to inflation by the increase of rates like we did in the 80s, we're nowhere near the end. So Yeah, and so I, I guess that just kind of comes back to when you're looking for an agent, when you're looking for a lender, and you're trying to list your house, there's a whole lot more variables than whoever comes and says that they, oh, I'll list it for 900 grand. Oh, well, that's awesome, I'll sign with you. Well, can they back up their data? Why could yeah. they do that? Yeah. And and one of the, the best ones, uh, just real quick, I, 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 have a, I had a client who, they wanted their house listed, it was $65,000 more than even the highest that I would go. Okay, and they were pretty adamant on that. And I said, okay, well, let's look at that. And on an appraisal, they can only really use solds, okay? Because an active one is active. It's not a for sure deal. And even under contracts, it's not really done, okay? Unless it's really, really close to it. Um, I said, look, in a half mile radius, or one, it was a three quarter mile radius, I pulled up all the active homes that were in that price range. I said, look, the price range that you're wanting to list it at, if I'm the buyer and I'm gonna come show you this home, I'm probably gonna show you this one and this one as well. Do you think your home compares to these two homes? And they went, no, those ones are nice. I said, well, you got a nice home too. It's just not compared to those. So we need to lower the price a little bit because yes, yours is a good home, but not compared to these ones, it's not. Mm-hmm. And granted, they weren't exact comparables, but they were comparables in price for what a buyer is gonna go look at if they're approved for that number. Yeah. So and there's a lot of things to take into consideration to get that number to explain to their clients how to list the house properly. Nice. Yeah, I want to flip back just for a minute and talk about strategy, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. agents who, and, and we've talked about that a little bit in this episode, agents who know what they're doing will have a strategy. And it's not just, I listed it for 900,000 and I waited. We'll drop it till it sells. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's wise to enter into a conversation with your prospective agent and say, hey, let's say that I put it on market, we have an open house and we don't get any offers. Now what? Right now, the agent's on the spot. He's got to he's got to disclose to you, or she needs to disclose to you. These are the steps that I'm going to take. I'm going to reevaluate the. Uh, for example, I'm going to reevaluate with my CMAs. I'm going to see where we come in. I'm going to either hold more open houses or not hold more open houses. I'm going to increase my advertising, or I'm going to change my advertising venue. Or you know, a price drop is one of the is one of the levers in the toolbox, but it's not the only one. Right, and, and when do you decide you need a price drop? Like Eric said, what if you've got 30 showings and you've got no offers? 
that probably indicates that you're priced too high. 100%. Right? What if you've got um, 12 showings and two kind of shallow offers? I don't know. Maybe there's an opportunity here. Maybe the price needs to be dropped. Maybe not. It depends on a, a variety of, of, of information. So when, you, when you're interviewing your agents, ask them the question, hey, what happens if my house doesn't sell in opening weekend? Because you're going to find out what their strategy is. And if their strategy is, well, I go 10 days and then I make a price drop, you might want to consider other agents in that conversation. Yeah, well, and then the other side is back on strategies. What is your strategy for selling this house? There's a lot of different strategies out there and selling your home the traditional way is not always the best strategy. It depends on what- like just someone to come in with financing and buy it? Yeah. You kind of have a small market there. Like, what if you introduced financing options as part of the sale? Ooh. Whoa, I mean, that's thinking outside the we box. We talked a little bit about uh, assuming your mortgages, mm, okay? So yeah. that that is a way to market and advertise. What about marketing and advertising, what you just kind of said, which is a little bit more common as seller finance, okay? That's another one. We're gonna do another video on that because that's it's super cool. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of great options out there. So. What'd you learn? My key takeaway is that when you're interviewing agents to sell your house, talk about the strategy and find out where they think the market is going and how they think they're going to interact with the market. They need to have a strategy. Don't just pay attention to whoever's yakking at the time. Look at all the data and then see where you're at in it because you can align it every which way. Yeah, and remember to, when you're picking somebody, that they need to know how to use that data. They need to know what they're doing, and then go talk to somebody else. Have something to compare to. You need information. Ask them the tough questions. Don't, don't hesitate. So actually, we will do a video on how to choose a good lender in the future, a real one. In the meantime, what's your strategy? Well, my strategy is to have you like this video, and if you don't like it, I'm gonna have you subscribe to it. On YouTube, Facebook, podcasts, Apple Podcasts, everything, Google Podcast. Spotify, Google, Pandora. That's my strategy. If you want to get in touch with us, shoot us a text at 801-228-7687. Make sure you mention the show. You can email us at the Utah Real Estate Show at gmail.com. You can watch this show on YouTube and you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you learned something or if you really love this show, give us a like on YouTube and drop a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The Utah Real Estate Show is a production of Hive Collective at Presidio Real Estate with support from Security Home Mortgage. The NMLS number for Security Home Mortgage is 178787. The NMLS number for Jason Christiansen is 240472, Equal Housing Lender. Not only is this not legal or investment advice, but you should definitely talk to a pro before you make any real estate decision. Every situation is different and should be considered in context. Copyright Jason Christiansen, Eric Wist, and Tyler Kazare. All rights reserved. Talk to you next week. You're guy? supposed to, your, your vision's better than mine, man. With your, do you see glasses on this face? Yeah, I know. That's why your vision's better than mine. Look, <laughs> you're you're corrected.
of corrected vision. <laughs> I sold people problems. Look, look, look. Other than our... I stand corrected. <laughs> hey, and welcome to another episode Sorry. of I Am The Utah Real Estate Show. I am... <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the outtakes? Oh. I, had a, I, I have a viewer who requested how to find a good lender as one of our episodes. I thought that's ridiculous. Just there. use me. <laughs> and video. That was amazing. All right. There I you was go. just like this, though. <laughs> Even better. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. You can watch the outtakes. For, yeah, <laughs> we need to watch the outtakes All before right. we go into solar finance. Just guess. Okay, go ahead. What is your phrase, Jason? I have no idea. You used to remember. It's important that. It's yeah, there important you go. that you remember. So All right. It's important too. that you like, so, comment, subscribe. 